Alright, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, my fellow Trash Talkers, whatever time you are tuning in, I'm glad to have you on board once again. You are listening to Trash Talk with D-Bork, and I'm your host, Dave Bork. It is Friday, the 1st of March, 2024, and this is episode number 22 of our NBA Trash Talk podcast. What another amazing few days it's been of NBA basketball. It's been some exciting hoops. The cream is definitely rising to the top, similar to our last episode on Monday. And uh, there's a particular NBA basketball player that has 40,000 points on the horizon. Yep, LeBron James. We're going to touch on him a little bit later. The guy just keeps getting better. I don't know how he does it. He's getting better with age. It is scary. <laughs> it really is. He's still better than the majority of the league at the age of 39. It's ridiculous. We are going to run through our best of the best over the last few days, as well as our time to take out the trash. we got a couple of questions, as always. Thanks for sending those through at Trash Talk with D-Bork there on Instagram and TikTok. And we're going to run through uh, some best bets. We'll have a little same game multi for the best game of the day tomorrow, which is the Dallas Mavericks up against the Boston Celtics. Uh, and a little bit of a recap, I guess, over the last couple of days of what we have had. So why don't we start with our best of the best, and let's start with the Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah, we talked about them a, a few episodes ago in terms of trying to find something for this team, especially coming off that All-Star break and the way that Damian, Damian Lillard played at the All-Star game and the whole All-Star weekend, winning the three-point shootout, obviously winning MVP at the All-Star game. Yep, they've won four straight games, as they should, I guess, with the, I guess, the schedule that they've had, but at the same time, they're taking care of business. They are. 119-98 to 98 at the Philadelphia 76ers. Absolutely destroyed the Charlotte Hornets at home, 123-85. to 85. Then followed that up, obviously, with a home and home against the Hornets on the road, 111-99. to 99. They are now tied with the Cleveland Cavaliers for that division. Yep, we took the $3.70 or plus 270 that was on offer an All-Star break uh, straight after Damian Lillard won the MVP of the All-Star game. So that one's pretty juicy. Uh, and this team, yeah, this team's good. They are. Giannis in his last three games, he's gone for 30, 12, and 9, 24, and 8, as well as 24, 10, and 5. Damian Lillard missed, uh, oh no, sorry, he played played last game. He had 24-7-9, and 23-9-7, and 17-6. And so as long as those two guys are playing good basketball and they've been kind of without Middleton here and there, they're going to be good. They'll be fine. Uh, they really will be. And Cleveland have somewhat dropped off of late. They lost one to the Chicago Bulls, which is pretty, pretty bad loss, I guess, in double overtime. But that's given the Bucks the edge here and have uh, they're right on the heels of that Cleveland Cavaliers team for the second seed in the East. As well as those two guys, though, it's important that they get other pieces going. And you get Malik Beasley is giving them some very, very good minutes. He really is. I guess kind of someone that came into their team this year who didn't get a whole lot of burn at the Lakers. And I think a lot of people thought that it was going to be nothing. But he has played very, very well for them and has taken the starting spot of Pat Connaughton, who was starting for him last year. Beasley, probably over, probably since All-Star break, has averaged around that 15 to 16 points a game. And that's really all he needs. If, you, if he's going to give you that and shooting the three ball as well as he has this season, that is going to be huge for this team because someone else needs to knock down shots apart from Damian Lillard and obviously Giannis getting to the rim. And if that's going to be Malik Beasley in that starting lineup, that is enormous for them. It really is. And off the bench, Bobby Portis, is uh, he's staking that claim for six man of the year. He really is. I know we didn't really mention him, I guess, in our last episode in terms of the six man of the year question that came through. But... He's been very, very good over the last week. He went for 17 and 5, 21 and 8, and 14, 10 and 4. 
This team now plays at the Chicago Bulls tomorrow, so a divisional matchup themselves, and they need to take care of business there. It's, a, it's an ESPN game, nationally televised, so you'd like to think that Milwaukee are going to mean business in that one for sure. We'll stick in the Eastern Conference. We're actually sticking in the East for the whole, the best of the best. Uh, we'll talk about the Miami Heat now. They won five out of their last six games, did lose today at Denver, 110 Sorry, 121 to 110 at Sacramento for their week this week. 106 to 96 at Portland. Then obviously today losing 103 to 97 at the Denver Nuggets. Bam Adebayo has been brilliant for them. He really has. Probably one of the guys that wasn't suspended, I guess. Uh, and against the Sacramento Kings, he was incredible. And they were shorthanded. They really were. And Sac usually take care of business at home, but Bam was Incredible, 28, 10, and 7 there. Went for 13 and 9 at Portland. Then today, in a, in a very tough matchup against Denver, had 22 and 8. Jimmy obviously was suspended against the Sacramento Kings, but went for 22, 4, and 9 at Portland and 21, 7, and 3 today against the Denver Nuggets. I love their rookie though, Jaime Harkes. I really, really do. And he was enormous for them against Sacramento. Again, like we said, they were shorthanded. So anyone who could give him some quality minutes was was definitely necessary. And he was one of them. He went for 26 and 5. It It's clear that playoff hoops must be on the horizon for, uh, for the NBA when Miami start playing some good hoops. And they are currently fifth out east, but are tied. It's a four-way tie. 5th, 6th, 7th and 8th, nothing separates Philadelphia, Orlando, Indiana. It's like we said, talked about it last episode in terms of the, I guess, the run for the playoffs. Yeah, it, this one's going to be exciting. It really will. Like One loss and you can drop from 5th to 8th. It's going to be... It's going to be fun to watch. But yeah, Miami are definitely going to be thereabouts. They're, them and Orlando competing for that divisional title. It's going to be a fun, fun last month for sure. We're going to mention a team here that I don't even know if they've ever been in our best of the best this year, but we get, we're putting them in there. The Detroit Pistons, they realistically should be 2-0 in their last two games. They lost 113 to 111 at New York to a very, very, very rough no-call late in the game. Monty Williams was not impressed. It was bad. And it kind of goes to show that bad teams don't really get those calls that will help them win a whole lot of basketball games, and that was one of them for sure. Cade Cunningham has been phenomenal for them. He really has. 32, 5, and 8, and then 26, 5, and 5 in the victory against the Chicago Bulls. I love their big fella, though. Jalen Duran, I've earmarked him as a Team USA representative. If it's not for the next World Championships, it'll be the next Olympics after, obviously, this year with all those guys playing. Uh, he had 11, 16, and 4 against the New York Knicks, then we then went for 14, 10, and 5 at Chicago. But this is a piece on this team that they made a trade with the Utah Jazz to pick up Simone Fontecchio. If everyone knows how much I love my international basketball, and he is one guy that, in particular, I just absolutely love to watch when he plays for Italy. He's given this team a lot. He really has. He went for 17-3 and against the Knicks and 12-3 and against the Chicago Bulls. The race to 10 wins now is really heating up. It's now 9 all between them and the Washington Wizards, so uh, I don't know who's going to get there first, but we did say that the Detroit Pistons were always next to no chance of actually picking up a win this week, but you know, credit where credit is due. That's why they are in our best of the best, so well played to them, and yeah, like we said, race to 10 wins is heating right on up. I think that is our best of the best done, so why don't we take out some trash? Okay. 
Alright, a regular, regular feature in our trash is the Washington Wizards. They've now lost 13 straight games. A very, very tough overtime loss to the Los Angeles Lakers today in LA, 134 to 131. This team didn't win a game in February. That is hard to do. It really is. I guess one shining light for this team, even though they stay in the trash regardless, Jordan Poole. Yep, we've put him in our trash a lot this year, but he has somewhat jumped out a little bit over the last few games. He's found something off the bench. He really has. Uh, went for 34-7 and seven today against the Lakers. Like we said, pretty, pretty tough overtime loss for them uh, with LeBron starring once again. And if you look at this team in that race to 10 wins, they play against the Los Angeles Clippers next up. Detroit, on the other hand, have the Cleveland Cavaliers at home. They are semi-sliding. So Detroit are a chance to possibly get to that 10-win margin first, and then if they don't win that one, they play at Orlando on Monday. So good luck to them there. But for now, the Washington Wizards will stay in the trash. One other team who's probably on the, the other longest winning streak, especially out west, is the Portland Trailblazers. They've lost nine games in a row. Their last five games, they've lost by double digits as well. The last two games, obviously this week, 106-96 against Miami Heat. And then, I mean, when you're losing to the Charlotte Hornets, 93-80. to I mean, enough, enough said. They're bad. They really are. Oh, I mean, I know obviously they traded Damian Lillard, so that's got a little bit to do with it. But they don't really have anything. It's concerning. It really is for someone like myself who, who loved a little bit of Portland Trailblazers basketball, especially with Dame and even further back, I guess, with Brandon Roy. It's going to be a long, long time before the Portland Trailblazers are any good at basketball. They're a tough watch. Anyway, that is our trash done for this week, episode 22. Why don't we go to some question time now? we got another anonymous question that's come through as well as... A question from one of our regular, regular listeners, and I, yeah, I, I do love this guy a lot. So let's start with, let's start with his question at Bambo at double zero one. Scotty B, big, big basketball fan this year now. <laughs> Who is your most overrated player in the NBA currently? Well, I can't say Ben Simmons because he's no longer overrated. He's just not rated anymore. So <laughs> probably someone who doesn't get enough mention in terms of being overrated and someone who was taken first overall especially in a draft that had the likes of Luka Doncic and Trey Young is DeAndre Ayton he doesn't get talked about enough in terms of just grade one flops as a first overall pick with all due respect he played decent basketball with the Phoenix Suns he did but he was also helped with someone like a like a Chris Paul like a Devin Booker, where those guys needed constant attention. So Aiton had himself a bit of room to work with. But you look at this season, he this has been his Portland team, or at least he thought it was going to be, because he wanted to get paid a lot of money. I don't think he's going to. He's a you know, mid-major scrub, really. <laughs> with all due respect, he's gone for you know just over 14 a night, 10.5 rebounds a night, which is handy, and 1.7 assists. Last year, yeah, I guess his numbers have jumped up a little bit, but with a, I guess, a, a bigger opportunity in Portland. We, you, know, you don't have anyone to really play with apart from maybe Malcolm Brogdon who might be taking numbers away, Jeremy Grant to a, a lesser degree. You know, last year he averaged just under 13, 13.5, 9.7, but in 2021 you look at his numbers and this is a guy I think that a lot of people expected around the league to kind of maintain this or go to the next level because it looked like he had a half-decent mid-range game as well. 
you know, 2021, he was averaging just under 18 a night and just under nine rebounds a night. Again, playing on a better team in the Phoenix Suns. But you had guys to take numbers away from you. You don't have that this year. And you haven't done enough. You also got stuck in your driveway when it was a snowstorm. So yeah, it's just been a it's been a disaster for DeAndre Ayton in, in Portland. And I really don't know where it goes from here, but he is high on the list for, for most overrated player in the NBA, in my opinion. Another guy who probably is very, very under the radar in terms of somewhat overrated. He came into the draft with a bit of a chip on his shoulder when he when he got drafted second was Jalen Green. I mean, his numbers are okay this year, but you would have thought they would have gone even further up playing with an elite point guard in Freddie Van Fleet. You know, he's averaging just over 17.5, 4.8 rebounds and 3.4 assists last year when I guess it was just kind of his team. He went for 22.1, 3.7 and 3.7. He's not the guy there anymore, though. He's really not. Shangun is phenomenal. He really is. And Van Fleet's kind of come in and taken away some of his numbers, but he's also distributing very well. And Jalen Green's simply not hitting shots. You know, you look at Freddie's numbers, he's going for 16.3, 3.7 and 7.9. Shangun, phenomenal. 21.1, 9.2 and 4.9. Jalen Green's only shooting 31% from the three. Last year, he shot 34%. So he's he's not hitting his shots. Uh, he's also not really, you know, his assist numbers have kind of gone down as well at the same time. So it's not like he's looking to distribute. He's probably one of the biggest black holes in the team, or in the league, I should say. The guy just doesn't. He barely passes the ball. I'm surprised he's even averaging 3.4 assists. I would have those two very, very high on the most overrated list. Again, there's no point naming Ben Simmons because he's simply not rated anymore. And the only time I will start to have a serious look at Ben Simmons is if he is in that green and gold jersey come Paris Olympics. Let's be real. Thank you for your question there, Scotty. You've got an anonymous question come through now. This is about LeBron James and his 40,000 career points, Mark. What are your thoughts on LeBron and his quest for 40K? LeBron now only needs nine more points after back-to-back 30-plus point games. He was incredible yesterday against the Los Angeles Clippers. They finally won a season series. Hadn't done that since 2011-2012 season. Best they'd done is a 2-2 split. The Clippers have simply owned them. They have for the last decade or more. Obviously, the Lakers obviously had owned them previously during the Kobe and Shaq era and whatnot, but the Clippers, yeah, they've destroyed the Lakers in... In seasons past, uh, but you look at what LeBron did yesterday against the Clips. I think he had about 19 in the last quarter. He went for 34, 6, and 8. And then today against the Washington Wizards, they've now won back-to-back games, 31, 4, and 9. He only needs nine more points now to break. Oh, you can't say break the record, I guess, to, I guess, break the 40,000-point mark, if you want to call it that, which it is ridiculous because you look at this guy. He is 39 years of age. And he is putting up numbers like this, like he's in the prime of his career. It's ridiculous. And I've, I've said it before in the past that I was one to completely hate on LeBron James, more so because of the, you know, the decision thing that he did in Miami. Hated that, really did. But he's averaging 25.2, 7.1, and 7.9, like we said, at the age of 39 in his 20th or 21st year. It's stupid. It really is. I think a lot of I think a lot of younger players right now, like I guess someone in their prime would be dying for numbers like that. They really would. And he's now in search of of a multi year deal. Obviously with with Bronny James, his son potentially either getting drafted this year or next year. 
It makes things a little bit difficult, I guess, in terms of how he wants to sign that deal. But also at the same time, I think we've said it before as well with Bronny, is that he's just got to take his time. He's simply, with all due respect, not good enough to make it in the NBA next season. He'd be there on name alone. That's not fair to him. Coming off his heart condition, he's got to you know go back to school, just get healthy again, have another year where it could be you being the guy. You'd have a full off-season under your belt. Maybe he'd get drafted in a year after that for sure, and he'd be pretty high on the list, no doubt, especially if he is healthy. But with LeBron seeking that multi-year deal, that... And he, you know, him wanting to play with Bronny, does that mean the Lakers then try to you know, make a play for Bronny James in that draft? Let's call it next year, as in the the one after the one upcoming. So it's interesting, it really is. But if you also think about LeBron now in search of that multi-year deal and wanting a lot of money, I don't understand the want for a lot of money on his side of things because let's be honest, this guy has a stack. A stack, a stack, a stack of money. And, you know, rightly deserves it, obviously. He's one of the greatest players of all time. If not the greatest. You know, a lot of people have that goat argument. I choose to opt against it because you just got to appreciate great great basketball. If I'm him, though, I somewhat take a pay cut or restructure my contract to a certain degree to be like, take less in, if you're in search of a three-year deal, for example, take a lot less in years one and two and then, you know, get paid a bit more in that third year so you can go after someone to help you out and win a championship because like I said their team is simply not good enough to win a title this year it's not LeBron obviously gives them a chance Anthony Davis gives them a chance but they're not and if you go after a lot of money next year and the year after that you are restricting the chances of this Lakers team winning a title at the end of the day we all know that LeBron James is in search of more championships than the one Michael Jordan. So I think if you're taking more money, you're only hurting yourself. You're hurting the chances of them. I get it. You deserve it, but you don't need it. You really don't. But if we're talking about the 40,000 point mark, it's phenomenal to watch. And I can't wait to watch that game against Denver where he does you know, reach that at the end of the day. It's, it's obviously very short. He only needs nine points. He's every chance of getting that in the first quarter. Then the game will stop for a little bit. <laughs> Just like he's breaking the point scoring record one. But yeah, rightly deserved. It's crazy to watch. It really is. Just got to appreciate greatness now. Can't hate anymore. You can't. Why don't we run through some best bets for tomorrow's NBA action? We'll also give ourselves a little bit of a recap of kind of how we've gone, I guess, over the last uh, the last few days. So let's chawl in on Jerry and see what we got. Show me the money! All right. So, unfortunately, our last out on uh, the Thursday NBA action was uh, Nikola Jokic. He was he was no good for us. Needed 25-plus for him against the Sacramento Kings. They destroyed them. They did. So, you can't really do a whole lot about that. And he got himself his fourth triple-double in a row. <laughs> Just ridiculous. It really is. At the NBL, uh, Sydney. My goodness. Yeah, that wasn't that good. Tassie, obviously, they've, they've gone through and... We've mentioned how much we like them to win the title. You can still get that plus 400 or $5 mark about Tasmania to win the NBL championship. They play off against the Perth Wildcats in the semifinal series. Love Tassie. Really do. So all aboard there. 
that can stick with our, our best bet for quite some time for the rest of the season. Uh, let's go with the same game parlay, though, for tomorrow. And as always, keep your eyes out on socials at Trash Talk with D-Bork there on Instagram and TikTok. There'll be another uh, player prop parlay Saturday and potentially Sunday plays there. But let's focus on Boston and Dallas tomorrow. Four-leg same game parlay. Let's go the over 237. Dallas just simply can't guard anyone and Boston can score on anyone to be honest with you so we're going to take the over 237 there we'll take Luka Doncic 25 plus points Jason Tatum 25 plus points and Derek White 4 plus assists you can get 375 or plus 275 about that one like we said keep your eyes out on socials all weekend long there's there's going to be plenty of action there's NRL in Vegas as well for any Aussie rugby league fans out there I know we've got a few sickos out there that love their league but we'll stick the focus to the NBA that'll do us for the weekend online anyway So I hope you all have an amazing weekend. We'll be back again on Monday for episode number 23 of our NBA pod. We will return a NFL pod also later that week. Now the combine will be done and dusted too. But hope you all have a great weekend. Uh, We'll be in touch soon. This has been Trash Talk with D-Bork. I am out of here.